Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, SelectQuote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, go to SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote.com. That's SelectQuote.com. SelectQuote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at SelectQuote.com slash commercials. What's up, y'all? It's your boy David with Blackwell Renaissance. And I'm here today to tell you guys about Anchor. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it's the best place to make a podcast. Anchor is a free app that has creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone. Anchor also distributes your podcast across all major platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many others. You can also make money on your podcast with Anchor with no minimum listenership. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So if you're looking to get started on your own podcast, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. Do you know the rules of the game? Yeah. You know the rules of the game? I don't care what color. Can you make me a hundred million? Let's talk money. Can you make me that? If you can't make me that, I won't talk to you. Hey, I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. I've been chasing after paper. All I know is run money marathons. I got money on my mind. I'm just trying to get some dough. I ain't picking up my line unless it's money on the phone. Gotta get it on the daily. All I want is dubs. You know what I'm on. Do five years of this and be a millionaire and go on do what I want to do, have kids, go live my chip and joy in a game life out here in Texas or struggle for next week. The choice is yours. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. Our goal of this podcast is to normalize black wealth and share helpful resources and tips we believe will be useful in attaining and maintaining generational wealth. Please feel free to rate and comment on our podcast. We would love to hear all feedback you have. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Black Wealth Renaissance Podcast. It's your boy, David Bellard, one-fourth of the Black Wealth Renaissance, checking in. Fellas, how y'all doing? What's going on, Dave? How you feeling, man? Shoot, cooling, my brother. Jared, how you living? What up, what up, what up? I can't complain. I can't complain, man. Uh, Chilling, man. Had a good week at work, man. Started my new job and stuff, so. I really can't complain. Congratulations, up, my brother. Appreciate that. You love to hear. But yeah, y'all, as always, you know, we got another very special episode for y'all. This one is a long time in the making. This one should have happened a while ago just because of who he is and what he does and how it resonates with our message. Uh, we got us a black economist in the building residing in Georgia from North Carolina entrepreneur, investor, economist, as I said, Mr. Malcolm Adams. Malcolm, how you doing? 
Good, sir. How about yourself, man? Oh, man. Amazing. Bless. Glad we could get you on the show, bro. Glad y'all had me. Good, good, man. So, yeah, Malcolm, the way we normally start the show, bro, uh, we get you to introduce yourself to the following. And uh, My name is Malcolm, as you stated. I got my start, man, when I was a kid, really. You know, uh, I knew my great-grandparents, uh, two sets. And the men owned businesses. You know, they had to. They came from a time where, you know, what you did fed your family, literally. Like, you had to make something or provide a service. And uh, that's what they did. You know, my mom's mom's dad, he was a boxer. He was in a quartet. He had a shoe shine booth or parlor, mm-hmm. uh, whichever one you want to call it. And he also had a landscaping and lawn maintenance company. Uh, fun fact, he was the groundskeeper or caretaker of St. Mark's Lutheran Church, which is where his entire family attended. And that's how I knew Dale Jr. It's a, a really, it was really a blessing. To, I don't want to say watch that man work that hard, but to watch him work, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I got my worth that. My work ethic from was um, him and my father's mother's father. Uh, they both, they worked every day. You know, they yeah. got up, complained. I've never heard either of them yell or seen them, you know, navigate their emotions poorly or anything like that. You know, it was, uh, it was an honor to uh, be able to learn from those gentlemen. But um, I basically, you know, I started took chores that I did to other people because I knew I didn't want to do it. So if I didn't want to do it, the kids most likely didn't want to do it. So uh, the one that was on anybody's home was to take their trash. You know, so I just went around the community. Uh, it was 1988 when I first did it. So I was eight years. And uh, when some, well, I asked my mom, I was well, can I take everybody's trash out? Because, you know, she gave me a dollar. The first time, was the only time she ever gave me money to do it. Say, yeah, but don't give them a price. Just ask them if, okay, cool. And I went to the second door and it worked. And like every door I went to, they were like, sure, oh, thank you. Or they didn't have any, you know. And uh, some people still just gave me something, you know. Germany, so I was, you know, getting finnings and marks. But, um, it was it was a good time. It was fun. I uh, I learned a lot. I learned a lot about people, and I just kind of applied that same principle to everything. Uh, just you know, leading with service, and the money will come. So that's fire, bro. I'm glad. I, I like that story. I like to hear the background just from everybody, especially in yours, because it's powerful. Because you talk about how you have figures that were just basically serial entrepreneurs. Cause they had to be, and how that translated over into you, and now you are doing a lot of dope stuff. True indeed. Um, I think that a lot of from what worked for other people, you know, and I don't mean just like one time, but it worked 
with sustainability, like across the board and things that other people would apply and whether they were doing the same thing or not, just the principles themselves of like working, even though you don't feel like it, you know, that discipline factor, um, being smart and frugal with your money. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean like being tight the way you don't take care of your family. <laughs> like I, I don't go to strip clubs or the club for that matter. Never really was one. I got dragged out a few times, but I never, you know, participated with my own money. I wouldn't do it. Never understood Jordans. I bought Nike stock instead. I don't know. I just, I guess those gentlemen gave me a sense of ownership. I buy the car instead of having a dealership. Or why would I buy the shoes instead of owning the manufacturing? You know, that just makes sense to me that way. Did you ever like have trouble with your peers? Like, Having that mind, I got bullied a lot. <laughs> I got picked on. I got beat up. Uh, I got beat up until I was about almost every day until I was about eleven years old. And this dude pushed my baby brother down. He was about two, no, three. He was almost three. It was like right before the summer. He was born in July. So he was almost three. And my mom seen it. And the same kid had punched me in the nose like a week and a half prior. And she was like. All right, go ahead and get him. <laughs> so, I, you know, I whooped him pretty good, but that really didn't end it. You know, I still even, I mean, I, I had started training in martial arts when I was four years old, but even then, I, like I was mentioning about my great-grandfather, I had to learn to navigate my emotions, which has really helped me in business. You know, I don't, uh, I don't blow deals because of, you know, an attitude or entitlement or, disliking the person sitting across from me. If the numbers are good, then there's with, you know, minimal communication, we can uh, make something happen. But I never, I'm not going to say I never get angry, but I use the energy different than most. You know, I'm I'm pretty much frustrated every day. Like you saw what I tweeted. (laughs) Like y'all still don't get it, but I don't allow the emotions to cloud my decision-making process. I think that's definitely huge when it comes to uh, negotiating, especially. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, because you can get some low-ball numbers and that can make you very upset. Want to walk away from the whole deal, um, but you got to keep a level-headed. Uh, when we're we're talking about numbers and the process. I mean, that's what hurts a lot of traders is they get to where they feel like the market makers are out to get them. No, they're out to make money. And if you're with them, but if you like some stuff, yeah, you want to resist it. You know, oppression, socioeconomic inequality, injustice, definitely. But when you're talking about money, uh, you work with money the way money. There's no reinventing the wheel at this point. When was the last time somebody asked something? Not an innovation on things that already exist, but like a legit invention. Right. In a good 80 years. That's very fair. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So uh, just keeping that in perspective, it's like, like um, I mentioned in a uh, previous interview, 
templates that are there and you know you use them make them work for you and double down on simplification like keeping it simple you know practice i definitely i agree with even goes back to what you had said earlier too like with the paying attention just being observant like with being observant you don't have to try to figure out a new way to like create the wheel especially when it comes to like entrepreneurship it's just figuring out like okay paying attention and observing what's working for them what's Mm -hmm. working for them and what's working for them and how can i make that all work for me or what can i find in different parts of it to make it work for me exactly you just look for functional concepts and then find the order that makes the transition the most aqueous, like it flows the best, and you just duplicate that, you know? Yeah. I'm real heavy on automation and duplication. I, I probably sound like a broken record, but just about <laughs> everything to, done in 2019 today, in this day and age, can be automated and duplicated. Yeah. I feel like a lot of for efficiency might come from uh, you being an economist. I'm glad you mentioned that, Jared, because I did kind of want to dive into that part of it. Like we kind of we kind of been talking about the the mindsets and all these things that you develop, but the whole economist side of things is something that we hadn't got into that I would like to. So, Malcolm, could you tell people how the heck did you even decide to become an economist? You know what is economics? It's how we respond in the face of scarcity. Scarcity only arises when, you know, production doesn't meet desire. You know, and I, I share this definition and explanation. This is as simply as it can be put. Um, let's just say you want something, you know, or you desire a certain outcome. What do you do to make it happen? Do you just talk about wanting it to happen or do you take steps to produce the desired outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we only believe we live in a world of scarcity because, you know, at mass, we're conditioned mm-hmm. to learn what to think and not how to think. Like most of the stuff people think they want, they wouldn't have any idea that it existed unless they saw somebody else with it. And it's like the law of the few. When you see the right influencers doing so it's just like right now they use certain figures to push certain agendas or sell certain products or you know convey ideas and and spread that you know throughout you know to create an epidemic of yeah Um, and and it's just you can do that with anything you know it seems like like i remember some rapper said you know there's there's no market for conscious hip-hop I'm like, yeah, there is. You're just marketing to the wrong people. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. See, that's I, I like that. I like that. That's one of my favorite topics with economics. I feel like a lot of black people, we don't understand two main topics with economics because I say we all need to take a basic economics class. Oh, you know, I, market I, I, share? I highly recommend it. I highly recommend Thank you. Economics 101 and Economics 102. You can take those on YouTube for free. As mm-hmm. a matter of fact, my public affairs like the events that i do they're all free to the public there's normally the municipality pays me the city of los angeles pays me to teach people about economics economics for their business economics for the household and the way i did that is i walked into los angeles and provided a solution for the local government for a few different things 
And um, it's all about being a solutions provider at the end of the day. And that's, it's, you're producing a socially efficient result. You know what I mean? It's all about production meeting desired outcomes, you know? And yeah, there's a whole bunch of different roles. Like people say, there's a million ways to skin a cat. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not ne- guaranteed the next five minutes. So why waste time uh, just meandering about trying things that have never worked before? Now I can understand doing something that hasn't been attempted, but you're going to have to base it on the data that you have, mm-hmm. you know, because there's things that didn't quite work that if it was slightly tweaked, it would have went well. It's just like with marketing, for instance, and I'm not a marketer. I, I don't call myself one, but I do understand supply and demand. I understand, you know, attraction. And I'm just looking at the numbers, at least 20 to 22% of the population is looking for a specific thing that each one of us has. And we just have to get the attention. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I tell people, don't worry about the algorithm on social media. Look for the people for what you have. You know, you can type in questions and those questions will come up in post when you're searching on Facebook or anything. You can Google it and it'll pull up uh, posts from Instagram, Twitter, or wherever. You know, look for yourself. You know what I mean? That's what you're trying to create at the end of the day is your own legacy, your own identity, become your own entity to actually be free, not necessarily. And this is another thing that, it's not about fighting the machine. It's not about fighting against the system that's there. It's about creating your own system that makes that one obsolete. You know, you the burden of proof is on you to prove that it doesn't work for this reason, and this is what we ought to do instead. That's simple. All that. How long have we been protesting? <laughs> well, oh man, <laughs> which which thing? Which topic? Any. You know, since we got here, <laughs> uh, somebody said, well, what's your solution for, you know, police brutality? I said, just all black people join the force. Black women, <laughs> you know, become police. Like, just flood the system with ourselves. You know, if you don't like the way judges are ruling, become a judge. Do it better. Make them obsolete because fussing at them ain't going to change nothing. Ain't going to do a damn thing. You know, everybody's arguing about the Second Amendment right now, but you're not going to outgun the gun makers. You know, oh, I need to keep my assault rifle in case the government gets at it. Dude, they got drones. Have you ever seen what a bomb does? Like a real bomb? (laughs) No, seriously. Have you seen what a real bomb does to miles of Earth's surface? You saw what they did to Tulsa and Raleigh and Eatonton and Pensacola and everywhere else. They gave us land and took it back. So it's like, and yeah, I said it. They did that. And it's, you got to get smarter, man. Getting angry is not going to do it alone. I mean, just economically, if there is lack, you have to create what you're lacking. You you really do. Like, everybody, well, it's not all about money. If you were born after 1901, you were born into a world where money is everything. And if you were born after 1974, you were born into a world where fiat currency. And, and I remember the first time I heard somebody say Bitcoin was going to uh, disrupt the, or, or bring down the dollar. I didn't see a figurehead for Bitcoin. I didn't see an army. I didn't see any bombs. 
I, I didn't see actual regulated, you know, dealer desk or trading trading. I didn't see a market. You know, I didn't see an economy. Every currency has an economy. It represents a collective psychology that holds the value of it. And uh, you know, plain make believe is cool, wishful thinking, whatever you want to do. But you either become a victim of the system or you learn to navigate. That's pretty much what economics boils down to. And that's everything. You touched on something and I want to go back just because I somebody might be confused. You touched you talked about fiat currency. Can you explain what fiat currency is? Fiat currency, in short, is basically an IOU. It's like, I don't have what this represents, but here, take this, and you can get that exchange. Basically, all money is digital. Most people, mm-hmm. it's all credit at the end of the day. It's all, you know, it's just like your how your pay can be docked or garnished. If it was legit in any form, they would not be able to take your money that you earn for any reason other than you actually, like you own a loan or something like that, or you owe the IRS, which actually works for us, and most people don't know that. Um, everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's worth what they say it's worth. You know, if you go into a place without it, medium of exchange, you're not going to walk out with what you want that is, it's, it's an exchange of value, you know. To say that it has no intrinsic value, it sounds colorful. It sounds really good. But you won't walk into anywhere without a debit card, credit card, cashier's check, money order, or dollar, or euro, or whatever, and walk out with the – if you do, it's illegal. So it's <laughs> free. You know what I mean? Like, that's just the way it is. Like, I understand everybody's frustration, but what do you propose instead? You know, what system do you have for us to use rather than? That's the thing. Everybody's, like, complaining about issues with solutions. None that hold up anyway. True. I I talk about that all the time, like, with people, just with money and all that shit. It's just like, we always focus on the problems and never the solutions. Jimmy, I mean, that's the whole reason for my brand. Like the, it's uh, e to the third, the science of purpose. That's what this equation, or excuse me, expression, represents up top. It's e, you know, economics, entrepreneurship, and education. And I don't mean schooling; I mean actual education. Those are the three things that are pretty much solved. You know, you got everything covered in there: mental health. Uh, healthcare, well-being, because at the end of the day, a lot of what people go through is because they're not drinking enough water and getting rest. <laughs> you know, it's, it, the health is a, a huge thing. Like, uh, we used to take naps in school. I did too. And I did. Miss my, my naps. <laughs> and in a lot of countries, and I, I think that's why I'm so effective, because I still take naps. Like, when I get sleepy, I go to sleep. I go to sleep in the middle of the conversation if I'm tired. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to let I'll check out in a minute. But, I, you know, I avoid it because, like, I take naps, you know. Um, and they know it. Like, in Japan, they have nap time at work in a lot of those companies in Tokyo and stuff like that. Because the brain, the way it functions and what it needs, 
is change and rest. You know, the redundancy. That's why people hit burnout over here so much because they do the same routine that hamster will. Mm -hmm. They don't realize that they need more than just getting up, going to work every day. And it's not just about the money aspect. It's about the whole, you know, when you look at economics, the first three letters of the word spell eco. It's about the whole ecosystem that you're creating for yourself. If you live in a dirty house and it's filthy and chaotic, your mind is going to, that's what you're absorbing. So that's what you're going to be walking around with all day. You're not going to function properly. So it's just, it's poor economics from the point of self. And that's to say, that's why I keep bringing us up because it's on us. It's not up to the system to fix it because it's not, that's not going to happen. I don't, I don't know why anybody even argues. It's crazy. We, we uh, I think we spoke on this with Josh Childress too. Like with people waiting on other people to solve the problems. Like especially when it comes to us as a community and the system. Like we said, we've been protesting and doing this shit since we first got here, and I mean it's literally gotten us nothing. I'm gonna give you a perfect example. You live alone, right? So just say how you got food in the kitchen, but you're in your room. You're hungry. How long are you going to wait on somebody to come to your house and cook your food? <laughs> not long. Um, not if you want to eat. <laughs> not if I feel like eating. Like, I don't believe in motivation in the sense that you need somebody else to make you want to do things for yourself because no, God doesn't give anybody want to. You know what I'm saying? You either want it or you don't. And, it, and it's the same. If you think something's a problem, you create the solution for it. You know, if you don't make enough money, find a way to make more money. You can ask your... Hey, Siri. Go ahead. My apologies. I couldn't hear what you said. How can I make more money? Here's what I found. Whole list of things I can do to make more money. So, I don't... No excuses. Like, yes, sympathy went out the window in 1994, bro. <laughs> like, I you know, I empathize with everyone. You know, I don't want to sound like I feel like I'm above anybody because gravity's not my friend either. We both walk off a building. We both go on kaboom when we hit the ground. Like, it's not a game. However, you know, like I said, don't just get angry. Don't just get frustrated. Don't just get in your feelings. Get smarter. Because it's, we've been making it harder for ourselves than we have to, especially when it comes to matters of wealth or economics. Or, yeah, just anything economic, like we will for our own happiness, you know. I think a lot of people, I don't want to say forget that, or they just don't think that they have, like, I guess the ability to. And, like, I wish, I guess that's my, my personal frustration is I wish that more people understood, like, economics and, like, the different ability knowledge around it to be able hmm? Ability is half the word. It's accountability that's lacking i agree with that you know people don't hold themselves accountable for the decisions they make like the reason i'm as effective as i am is because i do a ton of self-checking throughout the day you know i make sure i use my phone to set reminders you know i make sure my assistant knows what's going on so that i mean because i have a lot going on everybody does you know you need to use the resource to bring about the results you want and the biggest instrument you have is yourself you know your brain people are used to not using their brains they 
sit and wait on something to tell them what entertains them. They sit and wait on something to tell them what to eat. They sit and wait. I have never seen more dietary changes than I have in the last 10 years. I've seen people, humans, black people especially, calling each other carnivores and vegans. I have never seen a human being only eat meat. Not once in my entire life. So as far as being carnivorous, that is a misnomer. That, that is not the case. I've never seen a carnivorous human being. And I mean, it's simple science. You know, you're not putting everything your body is made of in you. You're going to be deficient in something. You know, there's science to back it. There's empirical evidence to support that. And that's another thing that people uh, get into is doing things based on how they feel or what they believe versus the actuality. It's like people believe that they deserve money. Yeah, but won't do shit else other than what they do. They'll go home, sit down, watch Netflix. And, and I have so many clients that I build banking systems for and things, and they're like, I just need to make more money. You need to first manage this money you have because your money can make you money. But you are determined to spend more for whatever ungodly reason, then you have to. You know, why do you have to have a brand new BMW every year? Do you know how much land you can own? <laughs> Off those, I mean, those monthly payments alone, if you're leasing, and God forbid you buy a car outright, because I tell people, don't buy things that don't appreciate in value. Lease them and then upgrade. You know, at least get something that's going to keep some trade in value. You know what I mean? Like my phones, I have never paid more than two, three hundred dollars for an iPhone. I paid a little twenty bucks on the one, you know, twenty, thirty dollars a month. The next one comes out, I give them that one back, and I do the same thing with the next version. And I never get the newest one because I had a contract with Apple. I've done support, like my background's in IT. I've done support for, you know, you you name it, I've done it, any communications company. And it's it's just not worth it to, because you're paying the beta tech. You know, they stick it out there at max price and wait on the complaints to flood in. And then they start releasing updates. By the time a year has gone by and the next phone's getting ready to come out, you just paid to help them fix that one. That's why I have an iPhone 8. You know, I just, mm. it, never thought about it like that. It is. it's the same way with everything new game systems new vehicles like expect a recall because one they're slapping them together too quick to get them out there as fast as possible so you know something isn't going to be right (laughs) you know and if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a big mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your mcdonald's bag as a placemat then that wasn't a road trip it was just a really long drive at participating McDonald's. Like there should be recalls on ways of thinking. You know, even entire schools of thought. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? This uh, consumerism, yeah. it doesn't work because nobody's reading consumer reports. You know, how many of our peers have that free membership on consumer reports? Like, I don't like, who's using it? who's actually taking the quiz to see if they even understand the labels on products and what's in them. But everybody's a, a GMO specialist. 
and have them the, the, they don't know the difference between antibiotic free, uh, non GMO, and you know so on and so forth. But it's um you know people actually need to spend more time learning. That's and a fact. Execution will get a lot sharper. You know I know people personally. They'd be like, man, I know you keep pushing it. I try to get on this reading thing. I'm like, this reading thing. How do you identify the world around you? Or read. <laughs> if you can't identify the word, if you have a very, if your vocabulary isn't extensive, how many of your thoughts can you actually translate? Like, how much stuff do you see and you know what it is? Like, think about how many times you hear somebody say from our community, I, I don't know nothing about that. Too goddamn much. Way too much. Every time I bring up money. Oh, and, and that's the thing. Talking over my head now. It was a sin to talk about money in a black household. Yeah. Think about it. They convinced us somehow that even though it isn't 300 years old, that money is the root of all evil. Now, if we want to get biblical, then we can. I didn't hear nothing about no money when Cain killed Abel or the fruit was bit or eaten. I don't remember that being counted in in the, the trail of, you know, the series of events. I just, I didn't. I don't see how something inanimate that has no thought or will can be the root of anything. I think that goes back to that accountability. Like you said before, didn't no nobody wanted to be the, nobody likes to accept that I'm the reason I don't have any money. So it's easier to turn around and then blame somebody else that is getting money and say that they're easy. I'm underhanded to get it. <laughs> yeah, like oh, that was the funniest thing, man. That was the funniest thing. Yeah, it's super easy for you to like blame your. You can blame your boss. Hey, this person's not paying me enough, or this person's not giving me enough hours to work. Or self self accountability of giving yourself the hours to work. Work outside of your job. Man, dude, those that time that you allotted outside of those few hours you're there. That's time you can be spending working for yourself. Exactly. But that like, doesn't come in the market. Why would you get up at any time of day and go do something you don't want to do for somebody when you can get up at any time of day and go do what you want to do for yourself? I Even think if it's a job. Because there are careers that I can see people falling in love with. All those services need to be provided, but they don't have to be your sole source of income. I've helped people just in conversation create realistic systems from stuff they just like to do from for-profit to non-profit and then meshing them together, you know, legally, of course, to uh, feed one another. And they're amazed, but to me, it's not like I told them anything. They're already thinking about doing it, you know? I think that goes back to something you said earlier, too, though, with, like, market share. Like, I don't think enough of us fully understand, like, for example, we had posted something, um, this guy that was making candles out of shoes, or excuse me, candle-shaped shoes, I'm sorry. And it was really cool. And I said, like, a lot of people act like, you know, you can't sell something that somebody else, somebody came in the comments and was like, well, uh, tell that to the thousands of people trying to sell hair in Atlanta. And we commented back and said, it's a billion-dollar market. I'll do you one better. Walk into the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And tell me how many brands of the same thing you don't see that they have to restock every day. I'm talking about sitting right next to each other on the shelf. 
not across the street, not down the road, not miles away, not respecting vicinity, none of that. They got gas stations right across the street from each other. They got chicken shacks right across the street from each other. And they're not owned by the same people, you know. And the only people you see getting into turf wars are people that don't understand business. Mm-hmm. What you doing over here on my block? Generating traffic for you so that when I'm not here, you'll still have people coming through here trying to get stuff from me. Oh, man. Wait a minute. <laughs> you just you just messed them up with that one. <laughs> doing you a favor. <laughs> Making it look like it's popping more than it is. What did Jay say? We don't believe you. You need more people. Community is everything. Would you believe the guy taking selfies of himself or that guy that has a selfie with hundreds of people behind him? The man with the hundred people behind him every day. And that's why collaboration over competition is a real thing. You know, um, and that's economic. It's simple math. You know, you're better off with everybody bringing their skill sets to the table than you are trying to go out and learn how to do everybody else's job. Because at the end of the day, you're still one person with two. It's going to take you a lot longer to achieve that goal than it would if everybody brought what they have to the table. I think that's one thing. Like that's um, I was going to say, that's something we always, like, we like to point out to people with us as an example. Mm-hmm. Because with, like, us, we all, we were friends from college, and we all were, whenever we first started and trying things, we all were in the same household working on a bunch of different shit that eventually developed the skills that we put together to make this. Like, that's the power of collaboration. I was trying to do Instagram. Jared was trying to do e-commerce. Kelly was trying to do a blog. All those things, we were trying to do them ourselves and we struggled. Then you could combine and collaborate and boom, one year in. Because... Instagram links out to the blog that generates traffic for the e-commerce website. And we didn't realize that before. That's why we was messing up. <laughs> <laughs> Social media blog product. You know. This is definitely before the term vertical integration ever came into our, our sphere. <laughs> I'm talking about football, Kelly talking about rap, Jared talking about sunglasses. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it it takes that, though. You know, that's a part of the process. And another thing people have to realize is just because you're friends, you're not always going to be a good fit for each other. It's true. true. That's a part of being an adult and being responsible is like, accepting the fact that somebody might be better off working with someone else and then your teams can collaborate in some way. You know, what doesn't make sense is when you have people that don't want to work together and they're not even doing, like there is no competition because they're not doing the same thing. Or you have people decide not to work with you and then go try to ease into your lane after you've been practicing it for a decade already. And then they get mad at you when it doesn't bode well for them because they're unpracticed. That's really the only reason that they're not doing well at it. Um, yeah, back to that point, practice is everything. I mean, look at how long doctors and lawyers go to school just so that they can go practice legally. Practice makes paper, is he for they like to say. Yes. So look, now, I do have another pivot that I kind of want to get into you with. So being that we have an economist on the podcast, we always love to talk about the economy. I know I love to talk about the economy. 
So, can I hear from you with your opinion on today's economy? I don't have an opinion. I I can give you my thoughts on it. Your thoughts. Let's hear your thoughts. Based on the data we have. Um, the market as a whole is cyclical. It you know operates in cycles. It's rigged to stay up. That's why since the Great Depression in the late 20s, early 30s, uh, we've never seen price go back down. It's not going to because the powers that be, that's where all their money is, and they're going to make sure that their generations to come remain wealthy, even if they have to cheat. You know, uh, it's about, there is no predicting, you know, the way the market moves, but you can respond accordingly to the data that you have based on patterns. You know, perfect example. Here's an easy investing tip. 2016, what did we notice? We noticed that there was... We're not even going to go that deep. There was a woman and a man running for president of the United States in 2016. Who was going to win? It's not sexist, to be honest about it. We know that it's going to be the man. What you want, but no group of old white men is going to put a woman in a position of power. It's just not going to happen. They're not wired to think and operate that way. So we knew Donald Trump was going to go in. We, we knew it. We also know that whenever Republicans are in office, uh, in about two years, the market will decline. And typically, and uh, like 2018 was the worst year for stocks since 2008. Um, and we also know that we're going to war. Because you know, with all that deregulation and that those lobbyists that are there, you know, they, they have to line their pockets with the resources of all the nations. <laughs> <laughs> when they go to get the favors done on Capitol Hill. So uh, we know oil's big. We know pharmaceuticals big. So we know they're going anywhere that there's poppy fields. They're going anywhere that's oil. That's what he screamed about in his rallies. Want to bomb them? Take the oil. Take it. You know, he was cussing too. They, they loved that. And uh, so when I saw, I mean, immediately, when I, when I saw what was happening, I put some money into defense contractors. You know, I, I invested in Raytheon. I invested in General Dynamics. I invested in quite a few of them. Because you know they're finna make missiles. And there's going to be a trillion dollar arms race. Like, it's it's never not happened. You know, uh, even in consumerism. Easy investing. Next month's November, ain't it? Mm-hmm. What happens in November? Thanksgiving. No, we have three consumer holidays in November. We have Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So that we know that we can invest in Tyson because their turkeys are going, like in Butterball, because their turkeys are going. Those turkeys are going. Like there's, there's oh, it's going to be fried turkeys and stuff everywhere. You know, um, we can invest in all electronics and anybody that makes them. Sony especially, because they got movies, video games, cameras, TVs, you name it, Black Friday, that stuff, everything must go. Following right behind. Uh, EA Sports, you know, uh, EA period. They don't just make sports games. And look for it. I mean, they always promote everything. They advertise months out. You know, they let you know he has another movie coming out. Get you a few shares at Disney so that when you go see the movie, you pay yourself. In the stuff you use, invest in the stuff you buy. 
whoever makes those shirts that y'all put your brand on, buy some stock in the company. Or where they get the material from. I promise you this stuff, right? They try to make investing and trading sound like this cryptic, uh, it's only for the groovy tie squad type <laughs> deal. And it's really not that way, man. Kids learn how to do it. It's not that <sighs> Staples sells everybody's stuff, office supplies. Find out where they get their stuff from. They even have their own brand, Amazon. And I know people think it's a tough buy, but save your money and get you some. If you put back $50 a month in two to three, you can have a strong enough portfolio to feel really good about your life. <laughs> Seriously, especially if you're dividend investing. Um, I shared something on my story on Instagram. I showed them that you can get into Berkshire, Warren Buffett's company, but 200 it was it like two hundred ten dollars or something like that right now? Like, why are you not buying a share of that instead of going out drinking on Saturday? Because you gonna spend two hundred bucks at the bar, easy. All the fees, yeah, easy. And you could have bought an ETF and protected yourself on the downside when the market does decline. And it really, you can make money in either direction because all that's happening is the market is going on sale so that they can themselves buy back into the market at a cheaper price. Let me ask you a question. We all shop at Target and stuff, right? If everything in Target, the price drops to 10 cents, or if it drops about 40, 50% off, are you running away from the store into it? You're running in. That's what so I'm running like. away from the market when it declines. Like, I love crashes. I don't even call them crashes. <laughs> I call them clear sales. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it, it, man, uh, that housing crash, you could have bought a $92,000 penthouse for about tax sale. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go through the motions. Make sure you make the monthly payments. Pay that lien off. And if there is one, even, because most people just let the bank take it back. You know, um, I talked to some mortgage bankers about investing in mortgage notes. And when I brought it up, they didn't even know what I was talking about. Most people don't know you can purchase loans. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Jared actually did one to that one. You know, yeah. I told when, I, when I was interviewed by the Downing Brothers, I showed them how they can get land at homes for a dollar. Nobody's paying attention. And this stuff's public access. Like, you can do anything. Bro, there's, it just doesn't make any sense outside of people having poor habits or poor mindsets for them to be broke. Not in 2019. It just doesn't. There's no logical explanation outside of self. You know, if you don't know, then go learn. There's a how-to for everything. YouTube, lynda.com, and you want the premium, get a library card. Most libraries give you so much access to so much stuff that costs money for free. Just because you have a library card, it's not funny. Nobody's using the resources. Nobody's taking advantage of these funding programs and initiatives. Like these grants that aren't really called grants. That's why most people don't get grants because they don't know that they're called initiatives, projects, and things of that nature. But they don't go out here and use it. And then if the funds aren't being used, they stop giving the money. And if they stop giving the money, then they complain because the money's not there. You know, waste not, want not. Take advantage of it. You know, go do the paperwork. Sit down. What are you running? Like somebody's like, man, how you have all these businesses and you ain't never had no car? I pretty much live on airplanes, man. Like, I, you drive around all day and you don't go nowhere. Where are you? 
<laughs> Not to shit on anybody, but I mean, that's just the reality of it. You know, I don't spend enough time anywhere to, like, everybody's like, so where do you live? The United States right now. You know, and, and that's the guy on the street. I have a place in three states. You know, it's, I have things to do. I'm not, I'm just getting started, really. Yeah, I've been at it for almost 20 years, but I have not, I'm not even close to what I'm working on. And I know what I'm working on. I actually do have a plan and there is a strategy and I am smoking my benchmarks. You know, I'm, I'm already working into, it's already quarter one, 2020. Most people don't realize that. Mm -hmm. You in 2020 now, you should be doing 2020 stuff. Ooh, I like that. That's it. Most definitely. So, Malcolm, we're going to go ahead and pivot to the last segment of the show. They're trying to kick me out the library at this very given moment. Uh, <laughs> we do a segment called What's on Your Timeline. We just ask you about something that you've seen on social media or just something that either you posted or somebody else posted that you just want to talk about. I'd like to talk about distraction and how much everyone loves it. Just that escape from responsibility. I just found out who Pastor What's-His-Nuts was last night. Oh, Wilson. <laughs> Why does anybody care? He's not the first pastor to cheat on his wife, if he has one. He's not the first nasty old man to, if he paid, pay somebody to let, them do some, let him do something to them. He's not the only one. Like right now, like so what? What what's the the hype? Where's the the rub? Where's the vig? Like what am I? What are you gaining from knowing about that? Like what are you gaining? Why are you sharing it? Well, I've seen whole posts on my timeline from until this past week. I don't I don't know what the pool is like. I I don't get that either. I I've always been like that as far as like celebrity news and stuff like that. I, I knew people who were interested in it, but I, just, I don't get the kick. Like, I don't get what... The gag is... It's so good about knowing... That's why they broke. Uh-oh. Oh. Worry about the wrong shit. <laughs> I normally don't even cuss in interviews, but man, like... Like, that should be the furthest thing. Because these be the same people you see talking about as soon as they get paid, they bills suck it all up. These are the same people you see Talking about they tired of being sick and tired. These are the same. Get sick of yourself then and change. Do something different because it's not working for you. That is economics. Like you are not responding to scarcity the way you should be. Definitely. I agree. And then, like, it's always those people who argue and they're like, man, but you can do both. And it's like, I, I, don't, I hear you, but at the same time, it's like most of the time, if you scrolling and you looking at that, you're you know, a few minutes later and being like, don't nobody ever post about how to make money. Well, because you too that's, worried that's about all. over here, preacher doing what he ain't got no business when that's, you could have been paying attention. That's all I post about. That's a message. That's all. And it ain't just me. You even got Master P trying. You got... Everybody, but the thing that bothers me about them is they're selling. I always tell people, when you speak, don't sell from the podium. I did a two-hour workshop in Los Angeles uh, in June, and I never mentioned 
chart. And people were coming to me like, hey, how can I get a, a session with you? Do you do one-on-ones? I said, hey, you need to talk to the senior program director. If you know we're going to go that route with it, they'll let me know. But I don't sell from the party. You know, that's just something. Not something I. I'm not going to. It's not about hooking people, because I promise you, if you build somebody up to where they can actually afford to pay you your value, they're going to appreciate it enough for you to be the one they come to when it's time. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. No, less, I agree. Or, if they're stupid, they're going to try to get it somewhere else. But it's not really likely. Like some of the people I work with were sleeping in their cars two years, two years ago. Now we have business ventures we partner. I made way more money than I would charging them for anything. Now that's a bar right there. Because so many people think it's just like, you got to get the quick buck right now. But it's like, it don't, it don't have to be the quick buck. You can build somebody up and then their future self might be the person that can pay for your actual value or how much you charge. Most people don't want to be billionaires. Mm. And if they did, they would do the things billionaires do. But see, a lot of people are under the misconception that billionaires don't help as many people as they do. Message? You cannot be but so impactful unless you're able to fund your movement. Perhaps. I definitely agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And I feel like that's something big that we as a people need to understand, like just going forward in the future, that it's going to require money to do the things that we want to do. Everybody that you admire that's probably moving in the community the way you would like for people to do, have money. I do my best, man, and I'm working with other people right now to create an even bigger movement to wake more people up because they can do it. The same way you can be sporty for every event, you can live better. I mean, you just can. You really, 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 really can. People can raise wealthy families. They can take their kids' attention. They can keep their kids in things that are going to best serve them rather than caring what other people think about the way they dress. Because I promise you, billionaires don't care nothing about the way you think they dress. Nope, not at all. I don't even think those designers wear their own clothes unless they're going out somewhere. (laughs) <laughs> I swear they shop at Ross and, and just like we do like me I'm the type of person I really just want to wear myself so you know I'm putting my name on everything I can imagine because I want to be a household name you know I'm going to put my name on dibs for babies baby clothes baby toys and, and anything you can imagine anything that people buy I'm going to put my name on one that's just 
especially if they buy it a lot. And I'm not worried about if they buy mine. Like, y'all know I got the shoe. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot of people do the same thing to me they did to Nipsey. Your clothes cost too much. Your CDs cost too much. Your shoes cost too much. I wouldn't market them to you anyway. My shoes aren't for you. <laughs> My shoes are for people who 2% of their bi-weekly income just won't hurt. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot. There's millions of thousandaires out there. Oh, yeah. Um, millionaires real quick. Agreed. Well, for those people, I do want to uh, let those people know and kind of pivot into that, too. So for those people who are interested in finding out about your shoes, finding out more about what you teach as far as like, because you just said earlier, every day, all day, message y'all. This man teaches y'all how to, how to make money. So where can the people find you and where can they, uh, what all can they see what you got going on? Uh Purposeful Economist on Facebook, Malcolm Adams on Facebook. I have a public figure page and a personal profile. Both are active. Uh, I have a lot of pages for my other businesses as well. Um, Instagram, Real Malcolm Adams. Twitter, Mr. Malcolm Adams. Um, LinkedIn, Malcolm Adams, comma space, I-A-E-E. A lot of people ask me what that means. It means I am a... International Association for Energy Economics. And you want to test me? Techno-economic bottom-up models are my topic. That's what I do there. Because <laughs> uh, it's all about efficiency at the end of the day, man. Like, people just need to start being more efficient. And do... I mean, like, we all know how disheartening it is to watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, it's... a uh, kind of a put up or shut up type thing like do something about it if you're really that tired of it yeah i've reached out to everybody you know even 19 keys like people i know like they know what they know but i know they don't practice some of the stuff that they're talking about and it's like hey let's work together because even if it's just a matter of me making sure you have the right information i would like to be of value but hey you know Everybody doesn't understand that collaboration is better than a competition. Most people need to stop competing with themselves. Mm. That's another problem. Mm. Am I fresher than I was yesterday? <laughs> that BS. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that needs to be the real parameter. Are you doing better than you were the day before? Exactly. It's, um, it's, I mean, it's, it's more than important. It's like vital that people to accrue assets and protect them. You know, I don't know why people don't have insurance policies. I don't know why people don't have 529 set up for their kids. I don't know why people don't have Roth IRAs. I don't know why when they say they're tired of their money getting taken, like, why don't you put it in a tax-free account? I don't know why. There's a lot I don't know, man. Like, I just, I don't get it because it's not like it's new information. Like, I have people approach me. You know I'm an NFA-regulated commodity trading advisor, right? I have people inbox me and say, hey, have you heard of the new Forex? I'm like, For- the foreign exchange market is 250 years old. <laughs> I mean, it's new to them. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, you got these MLMs and stuff out here, IML. Love them. <laughs> Ooh, the art stories. But, and, and, you know, I try to warn people without sounding like a hater, but data's data. Facts are facts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And um, 
people like to be followers. You know, monkey see, monkey do. And the main thing, like the number one rule of investing is don't lose money. Very true. Why would you put yourself in a situation where you pretty much know, like they say, well, investing is gambling anyway. No, it's not. You have a lot more control, especially depending on the instrument that you use. You know, you can watch the behavior of something and know whether it's too volatile or not. Volatility is not necessarily when it comes to investing or economics. It really is like, oh, yeah, uh, the so-and-so is more volatile, so you should, you should trade that based on what? Well, oh, uh, yeah, no. Stop, no one don't. <laughs> now you're talking out of church. <laughs> you're, you're speaking to something that is way outside of your scope of services right now. Like, and, and that's the thing. It's like simple questions. Just with trading, for instance. Somebody uh, messaged me on Facebook a few days ago. And they were trying to recruit me for IML. Like their son actually jumped on and was like, didn't you just hear me tell your mama? that I know for a fact it's not what they say it is. And none of those people learn how to trade. I even know about the scanner, everything. Like, I know about their little copy trade system. I remember when they first introduced it. Like, I've been watching all this stuff. I've been watching this industry, like I said, almost 20 years, man. It's, it's not even a, a matter of you having to be careful. Just be smart. You know, somebody tells you they're a trader, or they're a professional or certified, ask them what their, their NFA ID is or what their drawdown was last month or what, you know, if you know a little bit about trading already, look at price on a pair and ask them if they can tell you where support or resistance is right now, you know, what the most likely outcome is going to be. Um, ask them what their profit factor is. Simple stuff. You know, stuff that it's almost like I'm, I'm asking you what your middle name is. Like, you should really know this. You know, it's just one of those things. Um, work. You know, if you got a job, go to work. Nobody ever feels like it. And if you think they do, you lie to you. <laughs> so, but it feels like getting up at 5 o'clock in the morning. I don't care how gung-ho they are about success. Everybody's grogging when they first get moving. I don't care if they get up, meditate, do yoga, whatever. You know, anytime you have an idea... But when that alarm clock goes off, you spend about five seconds getting ready to talk yourself out of being great every morning. I don't care who you are. Oh, how can I get out of going work today and still get paid? Like, that's, <laughs> you can't tell me that hasn't crossed your mind, like, every morning. Oh, damn. You know, and kids are the same way. They don't want to get up and go to school. Oh, are you crazy? I know I didn't. I did it, and I did very well with it, you know, for a certain amount of time. So well that I was supposed to be done with it early. It just didn't work out there. But look at me. You know, I kept going. I kept learning anyhow. Um, and I think that kind of goes into, you know, my slogan from a couple of years ago is do it anyway. Just do it anyway. You'll be happier with the outcome. A lot happier. That's discipline. That's when you do it anyway. When you do that thing when nobody's watching. Yeah. You have that talk with yourself every morning, but you do it anyway. You know, and like Richard Branson, y'all know who Sir Richard Branson is from Virgin, sending people in and out of space, getting paid for space rides. <laughs> he went from being a disc jockey, you know, they had a record company and messing around with magazines and stuff, you know, just entertainment, to getting paid for space rides. 
Are you listening to what I'm saying? <laughs> had a job at one point. And now he gets paid. The space rides. Space rides. Like, are you listening to me? If he can do that, <laughs> you can do anything. The sky is not the limit. So you can go to space the- rides. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, stop. Limitations are silliness, man. You know? A lot of stuff I did just because somebody told me I couldn't do it. I'm not even going to lie. I got a lot of spite success happening. You know, you really want to stick it to the man, kick ass at something. You know, go be a billionaire. There was some kid, man, he started making bow ties and selling them. And he ended up with a contract with the NBA. Like, make stuff, do things. What do you... Oh. <laughs> it's tough, man. It's tough. It's tough. Like I said, it's tough to watch. And it's like, like, turn off the television. Take them to a museum. You know, show them what people have done already. Or if you're going to watch something, watch what people are doing. You know, look at a TED Talk or something. Like, Learn something. It's not as hard as they make it seem. It really is. The hard part is doing it anyway, because most people don't feel like learning. Most people don't feel like sitting down, not being entertained, and reading or practicing something. And that's, like I said, collective psychology. You have to will yourself into what you want. Like, how bad do you actually want it? I know Eric Thomas says that all the time. You have to want it as bad as you want to breathe. I don't even think anybody realizes they want to breathe. It's an unconscious thing. It's not something you have to desire. You only desire air when you're being choked or suffocated, but you can't breathe for some reason. You know what I mean? You don't think about getting hungry. So survival really isn't a good comparison. You know, you're talking about thriving and, you know, general, like creating a black wealth renaissance, which is already happening, by the way. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Part of it. But people have to have enough want to. And that's, only, that's something you, you can only give yourself. Nobody's going to give you want to. If you really, if you don't want to go to work more than you want money, you're the problem. If you don't want to put the time in and put the effort in more than you want financial freedom, you're the problem. If you pay for these people's webinar and you don't take all the steps, it's not their fault. It's your fault. You know, don't go out and say it didn't work when you didn't apply it and you didn't go practice it. That's not fair. And you're lying. Because it it obviously worked for somebody. Yeah. Lawrence, man. Man, we really appreciate you coming on the show, Malcolm. Oh man, I me, mean, I really didn't think I was gonna get like a disciplinary about it, but man, like it's just it's a serious situation now. Yeah. That thing with the like I said, that whole thing with Pastor Whoever he is is why though? But why? Like so what? You know, wrong thing. What do you own is the question. <laughs> Have you even had the belongings in your home appraised so that you can ensure your domicile in the event that it gets broken into or it burns down or whatever and indemnify yourself in the event that that happens? You know, when you incur loss, you can be set back to the state that you were in. 
You know, do you have health and accidental insurance so that you don't twist your ankle real bad and in six months you're homeless because you were out of work too long and that short-term disability didn't cut it? You know, create the situation where you can write yourself that check when you need to. That's true. It ain't hard, man. Like, it's all this stuff is common sense. If you don't want something to be the way it is, ask Siri or Google at this point. You don't even have to go to your parents for advice anymore. Yep. It's just, it's going to have to be on everybody on themselves to make things start to work and, and start to go better as far as pushing in the direction where they're trying to go. But I got three keys for people if they want to be wealthy and successful. If you're not going to do it without accountability, integrity, and responsibility. Without those three things, it's just not going to happen. I like that. Just go work at Walmart. Don't even worry about it. Without those three things, you're not going to do it. You're just not. Unless you're born into money. And then if you are, all you're going to do is lose it. So, yeah. I got you. I like that. We might have to throw that one in for the uh, title of the episode, Kelly. <laughs> those three steps. But, yeah, we, like Kelly said, man, we, we so happy to get you on the episode. We really appreciate all the gems you done dropped, all the information you done dropped for the following. They heard where they need to go follow you. Y'all go check the man out. Y'all make sure that y'all go learn some things, please. He's trying to give out the education. For free. For free. free. Please. Please. But once again, this has been Black Wealth Renaissance signing out. Peace. Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.